have Chip Ridge here with us. He is the president and owner of Millennial Title Company. They are regional and licensed in 23 states. Is that right? That's correct. Okay. And they handle both residential as well, well as commercial transactions. And you recently launched Encrypted Estates to focus on leveraging blockchain technology and cryptocurrency to execute real estate transactions. I can't wait to hear about all of this and you're doing wallet to wallet transactions. You've got a couple that you're actually working on right now. Um, but let's start yep. with encrypted estates and, and, you know, the reason for, for forming that and, you know, what you've been doing at millennial title and yeah, tell us all about that. Okay. Yeah. And thanks so much for, for having me really excited to be, be on your podcast. Uh, you obviously have been doing working in this space for a long time. I actually remember you were at the Inman show, uh, I think it was like <laughs> 2000, maybe 17 uh, in New York. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you were, uh, you were a speaker there and I'm, I'm actually going back in April. I don't know if you are. Yes, um, I am too. I'm actually teaching uh, on one of the breakout sessions. I'm, I'm excited. Oh, cool. Yeah. Awesome. Well, that's a great, I think they do a wonderful job and they get so many you know, talented real estate professionals in one area, which is, which is always refreshing. So excited yeah. about that. But uh, so yeah, Millennial Title, we're, we're a regional group. We've got uh, locations sort of scattered through the Southeast slash Midwest, and we just opened an office in Dallas, Texas. Um, our main sort of regional focus would be in Florida. Uh, we've got an office in Tampa, uh, and we work really the whole Southwest corridor of Florida. And then we also have a location, an office in Louisville, Kentucky, uh, and that goes up to Cincinnati. We have an office up in Cincinnati. And then we also have an office in Nashville, Tennessee. And we go down, we have got an office in Memphis. So we we have, like I said, a regional footprint. We're licensed in the 23 states. So we work with a lot of uh, lenders that do business sort of across the, the, the country. Uh, and then we also work with investors and developers that have a footprint throughout uh, different parts of the United States. And... Um, We've been in business since 2015. Uh, I've been in the title business, uh, I hate to admit it, since 2001. Uh, and uh, really been, you know, mainly in the traditional space. And, and, and my background is, is really both on the settlement and the uh, uh, title and escrow side. So I know um, you're in California and we, we've looked at California and um, I actually was just out there for the Super Bowl. So that was super fun. <gasps> Were you really? Um, I was there. I had I oh, yeah. and we could have yeah. hung out. <laughs> yeah, no, I was, I was from the, uh, I was one of the invaders, the one of the Bengal invaders. So I uh, had a blast, loved every minute of it, was a little disappointed with the outcome, but I, I would, wouldn't trade it for the world and really enjoyed LA and uh, the weather was, was great. So uh, it was, it was, it was a fun time, but um um, back to less fun stuff. Uh, we we do the uh, uh, you know so we do we we actually do title and uh, settlement together uh, under one roof and and so that that is a little different than than what 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 they do in California with escrow and title being separated and segregated really and who handles it. Um, but um, there's still still a lot of uh, interesting opportunities. But we got into the uh, blockchain space about a little bit over a year ago. Uh, we found sort of seeing you at Inman and, and talking to people and reading and doing more research on you know Bitcoin and then really focusing on blockchain and, and other cryptocurrencies uh, and the use cases potentially within the title and escrow space. Uh, we decided that that you know, as we asked around and talked to other people in our 
uh, industry, we didn't get a whole lot of answers or we didn't get any really any engagement or feedback. So we thought, well, this, this is an opportunity. Let's let's push ahead. Um, let's look at ways that, that we can leverage this technology. And so really for the past year, uh, a little bit over a year, we've been out researching, learning, spending time with people like yourself, uh, understanding you know what's going on today. And, and then ultimately also focused on what we can do in the future. Uh, so uh, we're, we're excited. We are doing some today. Um, as I like to tell people, they're, they're really hybrid. There are a lot of traditional mixed in with a little bit of crypto. Um, but where we're going with this will be a lot of blockchain, a lot of digital currency slash crypto, and, and a, lot of, um, a lot of efficiency that can be gained by using this technology. Oh, completely. And I, I wish there was a way that you could be in California. I mean, I got some great title guys out here that are at least willing to have the conversation. And, you know, a couple of escrow companies who are at least, you know, set up with payment processors. I'm getting one transferred over to Forum Pay, uh, thanks to you. For sure. Well, we <laughs> want to. It's, it's just, we just got into Texas about, uh, about three months ago, and that took us about a year to get all wow. the licensing put into place. And so uh, California is probably about almost the same. Um, there's just, there's, there's a lot of requirements on what we do. Um, so it's, you know, it's a big commitment, but it's also a, a tremendous market with so many opportunities that at some point, I think we'll ultimately, we'll have to be there. It won't, it'll, be, yeah. it'll be a necessity. So. Yeah. Now, now tell me the difference between, so we've, we've got millennial title and then we've got encrypted estates. Are they, are they kind of, they're, they're not really one of the same. What is, what is encrypted estates actually dedicated to? Yeah, that's great. Uh, so millennial is, is once again, the very traditional regional title company. So we're oh, doing okay. everything, you know, we're, we're today closing loans, working with, you know, lenders, builders, developers, uh, encrypted states is actually a platform that we're creating. And so that'll be uh, really open, though, to other title companies, other attorney firms, escrow firms, and so forth, where we're working on building out tech capabilities to integrate platforms so that people can use uh, Bitcoin or other types of, of cryptocurrency to actually close and fund on transactions without having to do per se a wallet to wallet exchange or work through say a BitPay or a money transmitter where they're actually converting into fiat. Mm -hmm. um, this technology or this tool, as I like to call it, platform uh, is really built with uh, um, the, using a, an underwriter that we've already been working with so that they'll ensure that the transaction um, the biggest thing that we're having to work with right now is finding the, the banking opportunities, the FDIC, and we're, we're talking to several. Uh, we've, we've gone down several different routes with them. Um, and the key is, is stable coins are going to really be uh, the, the, the key piece of this uh, technology and the capability so that we'll actually create an escrow wallet um, that will we'll be the fiduciary for uh, you. If you were going to buy a house from a seller, you would, uh, you would send the the crypto or the digital currency stable coin into our wallet, we'd hold it. We would do all the things that need to be done as part of the closing process. And then when it was time to disperse, we would disperse out in a, in a stable coin and, and the seller could choose to convert it however they wish. And then down the road, vendors could choose to convert it how they wish. So if they want to get paid out in fiat, they can get paid out in fiat. 
they want to get paid out in in a cryptocurrency of, or a digital currency of some type, they could go ahead and elect to do that. So the whole goal is to have what we like to call a pure a, a, a pure blockchain based crypto based uh, transaction uh, that would be done on the blockchain uh, and. Therefore, we would eliminate some of the friction that the traditional banking payment rails have currently. Uh, it would really help on the fraud side uh, for verification. Uh, we would put people through KM, uh, KYC AML um, as part of the uh, as, as part of the workflow. Um, but we feel like that we're really close. We've, we've got a lot of the elements already in place. Um, that, you know, really comes down to the, which is, you know, the million dollar question, just getting the right banking partners online. Uh, we've been working with some financial institutions in Wyoming. Um, they've been very aggressive, uh, but the OCC recently came out with uh, a ruling that really gives other banks uh, in the in the space an opportunity to jump in to be a custodian for cryptocurrencies and digital currencies. And um, we see uh, that, uh, coming online, what you're probably seeing Piper right now is a lot of the banks and, and their focus is on institutional level custodial. They It's just larger larger numbers, larger funds. And so they're investing a lot of money into this space. They want to you know, mm -hmm. maximize those returns. But we're starting to hear banks that do want to take get retail applications. And this would be a great tool. The escrow uh, tool would be a great way for them to get have a retail product to deliver to clients that wanted to use crypto. Amazing. So I've got a couple of questions okay. with what you just said. Are you taking on the AML KYC? Who's doing that? Yeah, we would it would be embedded within the, the workflow. So we would we would third party that and, and that would mainly come through the, the banking partners, whoever. So if we were and I'm throwing out names that are meaningless because they've not committed. And so I don't want to go under the illusion that they're our first partners on this, but I'll use basic banks, like we currently work with Fifth Third on the traditional side, if they said, hey, able to create this digital escrow wallet for you, it would be embedded within their software. That's part of Okay, so that's part their of the whole package. Yes, yes. Okay. And then to the stable coin thing, which, you know, when I first heard about this a few months ago, I thought, oh my God, that's ingenious. That is definitely like the, the, the missing link of, you know, what we need in this whole settlements process now you know and I, I was trying to sell that idea to my escrow companies here <laughs> and you know they brought up some good points you know uh, they they said well you know the electric company is not going to want to settle out in a stable coin they're going to want fiat you know nobody nobody right now as far as you know that's concerned taxes all that you know they're they're not going to want any of this so you know how do we um get just auto can we automatically just convert to fiat for for those kinds of um, transactions at the end of the day? I mean, how does that, how does that work? Yeah. So the, the biggest thing is going to be, we're going to have set stable coins that are um, approved through mm -hmm. our, through our treasury partner. Um, Cause that's a great question. There's, there's obviously all stable coins are not created equally. Yeah. Uh, and so there is a lot of um, right now, there's some regulation that are, that is going on, you know, around the stable coin and what the backing looks like and what it is in terms of a one-to-one -one exchange with uh, U.S. Treasury fiat currency. Um, so that would be something where we would go with, essentially, we would have a pre-vetted stable coin that was approved through the FDIC banking uh, 
our banking partner so that that utility or that conversion would be automatic one-to-one. -one. Okay. We, we would not be able to um, sort of be a la carte on that because yeah, if it, to your point in your escrow groups that you're talking to definitely have, um, you know, those concerns are valid. If, if, yeah. if somebody were to come to me and say, Hey, I've, I, and I don't want to name any because that could put me in harm's way, but there are some out there that there's been um, less than stellar uh, stability associated with. And so we would obviously, and as we've had these conversations with some of these treasury partners, um, that's, that's sort of the first topic. Um, but most of them, a full disclosure, especially the larger institution are going to have their own stable coins. So um, they're very, uh, they sort of understand that how important that's going to be, um, especially as a means of conversion uh, and a means of, of being able to uh, um, be a third party custodian, because you're not going to find, I don't think this is the, my theory, I don't want to say this is fact, but I don't think you're going to find anybody who is going to settle out. So even the institutional settlements for securities transferred nobody's going to set out in a, in a, in a crypto because of the volatility that's oh, yeah. around it. So they're, they're going to want to have that, that stable coin utility, um, which, you know, protects against some of the fluctuations that you see. But the key point of it is it still keeps the transaction in a digital currency. You don't, mm -hmm. you don't have that friction point and potentially the taxable events and, and other things that go along with that conversion into fiat. So, um, it, it makes our payment rail system much more efficient. It makes it a lot faster and it makes it a lot more secure. That, I love that. Now, I guess my next question to those points, who, who's paying for this? You know, like for instance, if we do like a, um, a conversion, a crypto conversion, you know, maybe through BitPay or foreign pay, it's about a 1% fee. And that's, that's on the buyer yeah. to do that. Yes. So are what, how are we handling this component yeah so as we as we build it out it'll be um it'll be a set fee that mm -hmm. that so it'll be essentially um think of it as um sort of like a handling fee okay. um we you know we haven't fully priced it out you know the goal obviously for a lot of reasons is for the value proposition is it has to be way under a 1%, which is sort of the market rate for a fiat conversion. Um, so as we've talked to these partners about, you know, what, you know, what, what expense goes along with stable coin conversion and potentially any type of, uh, you know, swap conversion, if the seller wants to be paid out in a different, um, those fees would on the swap would be passed along to the to the, the party that's receiving the, the coins. Okay. Um, but in terms of the intake, so buyer, you know, right now, you know, if you do a million dollar deal, you know, through, uh, through bid pay or through form pay, you're going to, you know, you're, you're going to pay a, a pretty hefty fee. I mean, just, yeah. it is what it is. It's, it's the price to, to transact currently. Um, so, you know, our, our modeling and in our conversations, is, is a, a, a significant or substantial savings over that current with the other uh, elements of security and speed and efficiency that come along with it. So it, it, it won't only be more cost effective, but it'll also uh, be a much more fluid process. Oh man, I can't wait. Again, get to California. <laughs> 
Yeah, no. And, and, you know, as we build this out, so we have a, we have a tech partner that we've been working with and uh, really excited and they've got a lot of uh, experience in the security side. So, um, and they've also have a lot of experience in the registry side uh, around governance and so forth. So um, we feel like we've got the right partner in that aspect. And then having the underwriter on board is, is obviously essential. Uh, you know, millennial title will essentially be one of the beta clients, you know, we'll be using the platform, hopefully, um, to to assist clients that want to do this. Uh, and then and then the goal is to roll it out, though, to other users. So people say, for instance, in California, um, you know, escrow companies or attorneys who handle escrow in California could yeah. utilize the, the platform um, as well. So it's, it's not going to be just exclusively built, per se, for, you know, one title company or just for millennial title. Oh my God. Okay. I'll have to just sit tight for a little bit, I guess. Well, you're going to keep us posted on that. Um, so you've got, I got to get to this because I'm, I just, I've been chopping at the bit. You have two wallet to wallet transactions going on right now. How are you handling that? I think I have an idea, but I want to know how a title company is actually handling that. Yeah. So, you know, once again, understand that we, in our, on, on this, I'll call it the East coast, just because these deals are happening on the East coast. Mm-hmm. Um, we, you know, we handle, when I say we millennial title, so encrypted estates is really doesn't, isn't a party to any of this. Mm-hmm. This is, uh, this is truly a millennial title and we're doing a uh, hybrid closing. So we are handling all of the title work in a very traditional way. So everything is, you know, being searched you know, commitment recorded, everything through the clerk's office, like you would do any, any transaction on the escrow side, we we've actually, the buyer and seller have agreed that they um, both want to fund and get paid in Bitcoin. Um, So we have carved out as part of the disbursement, what we call wallet to wallet transfer. So we've gone through and and built out the settlement statement um, as a normal settlement statement showing, you know, the vendor payouts, payoffs to the bank, payouts to the clerk's office for recordation purposes, payouts to the agents for their work in the transaction and any of the other vendors involved, mm-hmm. including our services for title um, and escrow. And then, and, and, and then the, the, the seller has said, and, and the buyer has agreed that, okay, whatever is left over, we want to be paid out fully in crypto. So we are doing, we have essentially have some agreements in place um, where the parties come in and there's two ways to do it because we've actually got two scenarios. One, which is actually great and preferable. Both parties are coming into the transaction at the same time. They're going to sign all the documents at the table and then they're, they're going to initiate the fiat transfer first, which is, you know, payouts for the vendor payouts. And then they're going to initiate the wallet to wallet transaction at the table and sign a authorization of verification release form that allow us to go and record and pay out our, our uh, disbursements. Oh, um, wow. And okay. so that's all happening. And, and what's a bit unique, and I think I shared with you early, you know, what we found that's been challenging is, is finding two parties that are both in agreement to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, Piper, you typically have a, a buyer who's either really excited, or in some cases, you have a seller who's really excited, but to find both parties that are comfortable um, with that. And, and, and I'll give you a, a little bit of color. 
you know, one of the big discussions just has been around, okay, you know, are we, what wallets, we're doing a cold storage wallet for the cells, you know, they, people have different, different views on, you know, how they would like to handle the, the crypto portion of it. Mm-hmm. Um, we've really encouraged them to, to, to do it on sort of a, a mainline basis, such, you know, at this point, a Coinbase or, a, you know, something, a standardized wallet to wallet exchange, just for the um, simplicity of it. So the one in Florida, um, because both parties won't be at the sitting at the table, uh, we're actually they're signing documents um, and then then they're signing them ahead of time. And we're going to hold them. Well, this is one that already happened. We hold them in escrow. And then once we we get everything in escrow, then we have a preset dis- disbursement date where the buyer forwards us, wires us the, the fiat currency and then um, does a wire to wire, I mean, I'm sorry, a wallet to wallet exchange. Mm-hmm. We get everything confirmed. Then once we get it confirmed and signed off, then we can release funds. Okay. If they were not, not to perform, because this is the biggest thing you'll hear from your seller is I don't want to sign. And you know, if they don't perform, then you know, we obviously destroy the documents and they're covered through our, our errors and omissions. We, we can't go record documents without verification that you know, the, the funds have been transferred and vice versa. If the, um, if the seller didn't, you know, sign documents, then obviously uh, the, we would not, we would not uh, have the buyer initiate the, uh, initiate the wallet to wallet exchange. Okay. So we essentially become, a, you know, an intermediary, yeah. um, both for the, uh, you know, the escrow, the recordation, and then the wallet to wallet exchange confirmation. Got it. Okay. And then, and then for all that, you know, like the, so, so you have a, um, like a disclosure then or a verification uh, document, you know, saying yes. that. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Okay. Wow. All right. And it, it's, it is, you know, full, full disclosure. We have a hold harmless on us regarding certain facets because we can only control certain elements. So, sure. you know, it, it does require a, a buyer and a seller that are both comfortable with, you know, wallet to wallet exchange. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, there are protections though there for both sides, you know, in, in case there was to be you know, some malfeasance, if you want to call it that, um, you know, but at the end of the day, they both have to be comfortable with the actual wallet to wallet, you know, doing it, um, so to speak, um, and, and be comfortable with, uh, making that transaction between the two parties. Yeah. Yeah. No, that you have to have a savvy, Buyer yes. and seller. I mean, they 100%. Yeah, they we do not, cool. if you're a novice, we will not engage. Yeah. That is an option. Absolutely. And then the other one is the one that you're you're very familiar with is where we work with a third party money transmission group to do a conversion. Mm-hmm. And the, the buyer simply, you know, moves the crypto into a, um, a preset wallet that converts the, the currency to fiat. And then everything is funded out through escrow, through mm-hmm. the fiat. So that that's the base case currently. Um, you know, the downside to the base case is, is just the, the expense. I mean, that's what we get the most pushback on, uh, but it's, it's an option and, and options are important. Um, and then the other one that I would mention, I think you've mentioned it on some of your other, um, your, your, well, I've seen some of the other productions that you've been involved in is, you know, people that are 
putting their crypto and, and borrowing against it. Uh -huh. um, that seems to be a very popular approach to, you know, to collateralize the, the crypto. But, you know, once again, you have to have a pretty, I would like to say, experienced and, and savvy holder yeah. to, to do that because it's it's really, there are layers to it and, and it, it's not for the somebody who's doesn't have a lot of experience in the space. Yeah. yeah, because of the volatility alone. Exactly. exactly. Um, wow. Okay. Now then how is title insurance handled in a wallet to wallet? Because you know, uh, crypto to cash, not a big deal. It's a cash transaction. We do everything the same pretty much. Um, how are you guys handling that with the uh, with the crypto to crypto? Once we get the verification that funds have been transferred, um, we'll submit in like with the deed work, it'll still be based on, I mean, the, it'll still be based on a U.S. component, U, uh, mm -hmm. U.S. dollar, fiat dollar, sorry, component uh, based on whatever the transaction amount was. We're not, you know, we're not, whatever the exchange rate was at the time of closing is really outside. That's really buyer seller. Okay. Um, and that's determined by the disbursement date. But once we get the verification, it's essentially treated as a almost like a barter. Um, so it's just goods were in lieu of the uh, in, lieu of, in lieu of dollars, but we still recordation tax and all that still mm -hmm. is based off the full purchase price. And then at that point, as long as we can record and and uh, and and get the deed recorded, which is not a problem since we're recording it based off U.S. dollar denomination, we can ensure the transaction is being valid. Yeah. Wow. All right. And then the buyer, I'm sure, is still dealing with probably capital gains. All yes, that. and that's and you know, and that's all. Um, that's all something that we encourage the buyer. It will be listed in our disclosure as a um, as a as a. In this case, the, the ones that we've done, it's all been Bitcoin. So it'll be it'll be listed on the settlement statement as a a buyer credit for Bitcoin, but it'll be in a U.S. denominated value. Mm -hmm. And same for the seller. So they'll take those documents similar to you would in a normal transaction. And those will be what you use to report to the um, the IRS. Now, how it's handled from there, yeah. we don't get into yeah. that. That's, don't that's, don't even want to. Yeah. yeah. That's why I say just talk to your CPA. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, wow. Now, are you looking to handle NFTs in the future or have you already done that really? Yeah, no, um, we're, we're at some point, it's on our roadmap. Uh, we, we've really been trying to be laser focused on the escrow piece because mm -hmm. we see from a use case, there's, there's just a tremendous amount of opportunity, at least for the here and now. Uh, Proppy, I, I know you're aware of the, the folks oh, yeah. at Proppy, and they did the, the NFT transfer last week, which is really exciting and, and I think very cool. Um, we we see opportunity down the road. We even see as a traditional title entity partnering up with NFT uh, people that are minting NFTs and potentially um, working with them on the underlying transfers that are going to be required because you know the NFT actually just represents an ownership interest in yeah. in the title, but the actual title still has to move around in a traditional format. Um, and so we're looking at how do we work with with NFT uh, producers and, and what we see is really early adoption for that. And this is opinion, not I don't have, you know, this is in fact, this is my perspective in the title world. 
I think the tokenization is probably the first use case that we're really going to see. And, and that'll be more in the to- in the commercial space mm-hmm. um, because you can, you know, tokenize and that's a great utility for income distribution and fractionalization. Oh yeah. Um, so essentially replacing some of these fractional ownership uh, setups that are pretty wonky and, and, and hard to, to, to do and transfer. So I think tokenization, um, and then we do see real opportunity down the road once there's, there's more um, adoption of de- uh, deed on chain opportunities and potentially looking at, you know, say for instance, um, you know, a county or someone that wants to really move into the next generation and, and are willing to do deed on chain as, as part of the transfer process at the municipal, municipal level. I think that'll really open this all up in a big way, but it's on a roadmap. I wish I could tell you that it was, you know, going to be soon. Um, it could be sped up. You never know. Technology and disruption can happen in all speeds and, and phases. Um, but, you know, as we look at it, it's a little bit of a wait and see, um, just trying to stay engaged you know, interested in what Proppy's doing, think it's great, support mm-hmm. it 1 million percent. Um, and if anything we can do to enhance that, we're, we're all on board. Um, and, you know, as we get a little bit more, um, I guess, feedback and understanding of how it's all going to fit together from um, a regulatory and compliance aspect, as well as a transactional aspect, as well as an adoption aspect, you've yeah. got to sort of bring them all together. That'll, that'll guide us on, you know, when, where, and how to, you know, incorporate it into our roadmap. It's incredible because, and and this is what I'm trying to wrap my head around, you know, as you kind of stated before, the the property is in an LLC and the LLC is what gets transferred, right? And then the, the assets along with the LLC, you know, kind of go with it. So does that kind of supersede, I, I, I don't know if it does or not, you tell me if it kind of supersedes like traditional escrow, traditional title, all that, because you, you would do a lot of the, the title, I would think on the front end, all the due, all the due diligence on the front end and, you know, have that all in the token. And then, you know, when, when the NFT is transferred, it just kind of goes with it. Um, if I were the buyer, this has come up a couple of times, you know, I would definitely want, uh, you know, another maybe title search, you know, I want to, you know, clean, clean insurance, all that stuff, you know, to, to start clean with. Um, but it's like, it's more like a personal property transfer. It's not really a, a real escrow, at least, you know, here, that's, that's what I've been told here in California is that, you know, we don't even need to use our traditional California state forms, you know, because it's really just a company being transferred, so to speak. Yeah. And, and, you know, the elements that, that I guess, as we sort of said, and and maybe our perspective is is jaded a bit because we've been so used to the traditional and, and, you know, full disclosure, we want to be careful. Sometimes it's dangerous to be first on some of this, this stuff, is, uh, you know, from a, uh, you know, from a regulatory and compliance, you know, the, the concerns, you know, really, and, you know, and I, and I'm very impressed with what Proppy's doing. So I don't want to, I don't want to come across as, as even questioning any, oh, no, anything yeah, no. other than, you know, I know that they've put a lot of thought and, and time and energy into what, what, what they've been developing, but, you know, from us, and, and once again, we're in the more traditional look at it and then trying to say, okay, where does the blockchain come in and, and what can we do to, to really enhance the, 
the, the, the experience and make it more efficient. And, you know, our roadmap includes smart contracts and that's a whole layer in itself because, you know, there's a lot of education that'll be required and groups like yourself will be really the, the jumping off point, you know, the comfort level that, um, you know, groups that, that you run have with potentially leveraging a smart contract for certain components of the transaction. But back to your baseline question, we still struggle with the, the differentiation between a security and um and, you know, and a registered deed per se and, mm -hmm. and 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 what that means in real property rights um and and, and the, the challenge that you run into is i'm not a securities dealer and you know i don't have any licensing or i don't have right. any any real um um you know i i i, I would suggest i probably shouldn't be trading securities oh <laughs> I, no I don't. Exactly. Just, further, just for the recording i don't trade securities <laughs> But, um, you know, when it gets to the, the, the titling aspect and, you know, how, uh, how an NFT is, is going to work, I mean, there is still, a, I would say, some, some real question marks around the, 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 the differentiation between the real property, because with real property, there comes a lot of underlying rights and as well as potential um, regulate uh, more legal side of like putting mortgages on them and being able to lean real property. And, you know, you start to look at that in the NFT space and the, in the in, uh, space. And then there's differentiations between, I was on a call today, SPVs, I'm probably saying it incorrectly and tokenization. There's, mm -hmm. you know, you can form them differently And this. I'm getting above my pay grade in the, in the technical side and they have different sort of underlying meaning and, and, and um, underlying value to them from a, um, a technical side, that's where I get a little tripped up right now. I want to, I want to let this cake bake and understand because we're, we're focused on insurability. So that's really what our, our focus is on right now is if we're going to talk about NFTs and we're going to talk about um, you know, deed on chain, things of that nature. It's about us as a title insurance agent. We've got to insure the transaction. So we've really chosen to stay in the escrow space for the short term. Um, but, you know, full disclosure, the eye on the prize. And I think the, the greater use case is definitively in, you know, potentially this NFT and, you know, smart contracts and, and, and using that blockchain technology to really do real property transfers in a very efficient, lower mm -hmm. cost, higher, higher um, frequency rate. And we all agree that that's, you know, where it's going. It's just, when does it get there? Exactly. Yeah. And I'm, I've, I seem to be spending more time on that uh, daily now than I have just about anything else lately. So I was, I was trying yeah. to avoid it, but I just, I realized that I'm just not going to be able to avoid it. Um, so yeah, well, wow. This has been so enlightening, uh, Chip, how can people get a hold of you? Yeah. The best way is, um, probably via um, my LinkedIn is Chip Ridge, uh, C H I P R I D G E, uh, fairly active, um, on LinkedIn. Uh, I've found that that is a great space, uh, for keeping up with what's going on. Obviously Twitter is as well. Um, candidly, probably I'm a little less engaged on the the Twitter space um, and more on the uh, LinkedIn, maybe 
because I'm coming from a more traditional background, I guess. Um, and then, you know, email chip at millennialtitle.com, two L's, two N's. Uh, a lot of times uh, we'll get, you know, people and our website, Millennial Title. And we also have a website for encrypted estates. Um, and we're going to be, you know, putting out more information as we get further along in the product development side. Our goal was hopefully to have what we call an MVP, a minimal viable product. Uh, when I say we at the Estates to, to market, candidly, there's a, still a lot of uh, hurdles that we're going to have to clear. So we're, we're, we're trying to work with people who want to do these hybrids, who want to do wallet-to-wallet exchanges where it works and makes sense. Um, and we're also working, though, with the forum pays of the world. Um, and then, you know, you brought up in, in some of these crypto lenders that are allowing, are letting, uh, using crypto as a, as an, a collateralized asset. Um, and we think there's a lot of interesting early adoption opportunities there with people moving investments around. And if you look at, you know, this is my political hit, you know, with inflation at seven and a half percent, you know, Piper, you're selling the best thing you can to uh, keep yourself out of the uh, inflationary world. And, and, and that's in the real estate realm. If you're not, you yeah. know, obviously there's a lot of people that want to be in Bitcoin and hey, that's great. Uh, but real estate's obviously a really has proven historically to be a great uh, asset preservation a tool. And so if we can connect the dots between Bitcoin yeah. and, and real estate, which you're doing an incredible job of, then then that's what we want to that's where we want to be positioned. Well, we are going to be working a lot together in the future. I just I just know we are. Uh, well, again, thank you. I'm going to be seeing a lot of you in April. So brace yourself. We've got the Bitcoin yeah, conference excited. and we've got Inman. Yep. So, yeah. Yeah, there's yeah, yeah. No, super excited. Yeah. Um, can't wait. And uh, um, wish we would have connected in uh, Los Angeles. I was um, that, that was a that was a fun, uh, fun gig. Had a, had oh, fun. it was. Yeah, we went kind of last minute. So we, we just had tickets fall in our lap. So um we had a party that we had to cancel and then it was like, well, we're going to the Super Bowl. Sorry, we can't have a party. But yeah, that was, uh, it was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm.